0: Okay, there we are. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023, coming to you live and in person. And uh, we're going to continue our catechesis in John's Gospel. It's good to be back after uh Just a quick turnaround road trip to Fort Wayne to record the Cantor of the Concordia Theological Seminary there. Uh, I do that every year, record usually three or four or five pieces, and then uh, a few of them get used in an album every couple years or so. All right, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Memory verse for the week. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, the son, in whom he delights. Proverbs 3, verses 11 through 12. All right. Chastening is to, uh, to draw back or to draw inward right, or to restrict or set boundaries, you might say. So the chastening of the Lord, uh, I've talked about this a little bit in regards to the law, and I think uh, we'll go over this with the, the, the catechumens, the adult catechumens on Sunday as we go through uh, the commandments. Uh, but we, I think we usually think of the commandments wrongly, so we think of it this way, or the chastening of the Lord and his correction, where he says, don't do this thing, and then everything else is permissible. All right. But think about like, in the garden, the way he instructs um, Adam and Eve. He says, "He says, stay with me, stay near my word, right? But stay within the garden, and you may eat of any of the tree except for this tree, all right? So he sets a boundary around that tree, and then the garden is everything um, that is for them, or that everything else is really for them. And he, Luther suggests, even in his Genesis lectures, that um, the intent for Adam was to go forth into all into all the world, right? As they were fruitful and multiplied, but." Um, that changed with, with the garden and with the fall into sin. So then instead what God does is he sets boundaries around his people away from the world which has been corrupted by sin. right? And then only with the preaching of the gospel um, and the sending out of the, of, um, the disciples now do we have um, good news to go out. But, but God sets up boundaries for us, uh, limits. Right? And then within those limits, he gives us uh, freedom. We call that um, the law of Christ, as, as the way Paul refers to it in, in Galatians. You know That which is good and, and right and true. Right? But he sets the boundaries um, for which Christians will uh, delightfully play within. Right, So um, adultery, for example, is a boundary. But within marriage, uh, we're free to love our spouse and to serve them um, as Christ has loved his church. Or um, as the church has loved Christ right depending on our uh our sex, God-given sex. So just as an example there. So the chasing of the Lord is to draw back into the perimeter if you like, right? Correction, of course. Um we could say discipline. Um and he does this because he loves us. So we'll see the same thing here in a moment as we look um to the table of duties and uh, to to children, right? It's the same same thing is taught there in Galatians 3. I think it's Galatians, yeah. That um parents out of love then discipline their children and there's the promise attached right of long life on the earth okay our psalm the week is this week is psalm 147 our psalm from sunday praise the lord for it is good to sing praises to our god for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting the lord builds up jerusalem he gathers the outcasts of israel he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds he determines the number of the stars he gives all of them their names Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, and here's the table of duties. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Ephesians. Ephesians 6, not Galatians 3. Of course not Galatians 3. Uh, Ephesians 6. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6 verse 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. All right, so there you are. Honor your father and your mother, right? Obey them, serve them, right? Because that it will go well with you and you will live long on the earth. So there's a promise attached to parental um, guidance. Of course, we have to teach children this, right? And that doesn't mean that some parents don't fall down on this responsibility or even... Um, Um, discipline their children outside of God's word. Of course, that's the first part. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, which presumes that you know the training and instruction of the Lord and how to to exercise that upon your children. Okay. Our first reading today is is Psalm 9. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall all fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause, and you sat on the throne judging the righteousness, or judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations, you have destroyed the wicked, you have blotted out their name forever and ever. O oh, enemy, destructions are finished forever, and you have destroyed cities, even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. The Lord will also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble and those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise In the gates of the daughter of of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they have made. In the net which they hid, their own foot foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Again, judgment against um, the nations. And why are the nations judged? Why are the enemies of the Lord judged? And judged and blotted out, cast into hell, destroyed, perished? Because they refused the Lord, they refused... To put their name or their, their uh, trust in his name and in his holy word, right? Yeah. For those who know your name will put their trust in you, right? But they refuse. And that's the point. So they've dug their own grave in a sense, right? Nations have sunk down into the pit that they have made, the net which they hid, right? To trap you, by the way, um, they have fallen into their own snare. Mm-hmm. Speaking of our reading from John chapter 15, picking up in verse 18. So picking up where we left off yesterday. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for, for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had cu- Not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened, that the word might be fulfilled, which was written in their law. They hated me without cause. Okay, Lots of hate to go around here. Uh, But notice what the hate is grounded in. This is the inversion of what we heard yesterday about love, right? Remember yesterday we heard um, that the Father loves us um, because Jesus, he gave his son Jesus for us. And just as the Father raised the Son from the dead, then he raises us from the dead. We abide in his love by abiding in his word. And if we abide in his word, it's like uh, the branch abiding in the vine, right? And then that same love that, that we abide in, that is Christ's love, then is exercised out into love um, in our neighbors, right, laying down our lives. As he laid down his life for us, his friends, we lay down our lives for our neighbor, right? Of course, to be a friend means that you have heard Jesus and his word, right? So he has shared that intimacy with us, right? And then, of course, that important note at the end, um, you did not choose me, but I chose you, right, Um, to bear fruit and that the fruit should remain, right? To love one another, love one another. Right, and that distinguishes us because the love that we're talking about is a love um, that comes by way of the word, namely the, the commandments. Right, and you might even think the Ten Commandments in particular. Right, um, the world will hate us because we honor not only mother and father but other authorities, even the emperor as supreme, as the, the apostle says. The world will hate us because we refuse um, to condone murder, um, obviously with euthanasia and abortion, um, but other kinds of murder, even war. Right um, We can say that war is contrary to God's word. It's like, well, but it's necessary. Well, sometimes, right? But that doesn't mean it's according to God's word, same thing the same, same as um, divorce, right? So that would be the, uh, the sixth commandment, right? Um, it's never good. It's never according to God's word. It doesn't mean that it isn't sometimes necessary because we live in this world. right? So the world will hate us because we refuse to, to, um, to accept um, adultery. Uh, fornication, pornography use. We refuse to allow uh, for the breaking of marriage. We will not bless um, a divorce in the way that some Christians claim to be able to do. Very strange. Uh, Theft. So we speak against all sorts of theft. Um, You know, either, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I'll stay out of the politics of that one. And then, uh, you know, we also uh, refuse to allow our neighbor's reputation to be destroyed. So we'll even speak up for those um, who hate us and who we Despise, but for their, um, but for their reputation, right? And then of course, um, the world hates us because we don't, uh, we don't covet. You know, we're not. Uh, we, we at least seek not to be unto greedy, according, you know, by the Spirit. The world hates us because we 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 love uh, Jesus and His Word, right? Um, and this is, should not surprise us, because as He says here, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. It doesn't mean the world will always hate us. I think that we've had a time of. Tranquility, but it's being coming increasingly true. Um, you know, as you can see, it was fairly—I um, want to say—easy. That's—that sounds terrible. But for the uh, shooter in Nashville to collect all sorts of anti-Christian rhetoric and uh, means and, and um, compile all sorts of data from previous school shootings to figure out how to, um, to intentionally kill Christians because of what they confessed about um, sexuality um, and this world, etc. All right. So, as they hated Jesus, they will hate you, he says. Or if they hate you, it's because they hated Jesus. That's better. Um, But the world does love someone. They will love and serve those who love and serve them and their word, which is false, right? Because it's corrupted by sin. So the disciples will be hated, and that includes you, because you've been chosen out of the world. You've been chosen out of the world. My kingdom is not of this world. Right, and Christians in a way are in the world but not of this world as well. Right, okay. Um, Jesus then gives this word in verse twenty. Remember, all right, the word that I said to you: a servant is not greater than his master. All right. So those who persecuted Jesus will persecute them, but those who kept his word will keep theirs. All right. So we're talking about faithfulness to God's word. Persecution uh, for faithfulness will come, um, but those who God has called to faith and his word, we'll, um, we'll listen and will um, come to your rescue or aid. All right, so it's imperative for, for us as Christians to stand uh, with fellow Christians, even if um, they're heterodox, meaning they have a mixture of, of truth and error, um, to stand with them as they stand um, against the world. As we heard last week about Athanasius. Athanasius contra mundi, right? Yeah, Athanasius against the world. Okay? And that's our position too. We are against the world, right? We are not worldly people anymore. That's what Jesus is teaching here.
1: Hmm?
0: Well, uh, Why will they do these things to the disciples? What does it say there? Because um, they will do it for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me, namely the Father who sent him, right? But then notice Jesus says they will have no excuse for their sin. In other words, that sin will be bound to them and they will be judged for it, if not now, in eternity, right? because Jesus has come and spoken to them by the Father. So there is a a particular kind of judgment for those who have heard the word of Jesus and then reject it. We've talked about this in terms of trying to reach lapsed Christians. There's sometimes uh, reasons for it that can be um, easily um, forgiven, right? Or the forgiveness can be given or asked or pleaded for. Um, But sometimes the rejection of the church and of frequent attendance and being regular in hearing and teaching of Jesus word is because they simply do not want to hear it they've rejected it yeah Uh, which is sad to hear but it does happen so this is true the one who hates Jesus then by extension also hates the one whom who sent Jesus right the father and then we're gonna hear um, this here they have been convicted right now they have seen and hated both me and the father because um, of their sin right namely they've seen the works that Jesus did uh, the children were kind of shocked by this this morning when I said that actually preaching Jesus Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, right? Or for the world sins of the world, to say, Jesus died for you to forgive your sins, could be offensive to people. And, uh, and of course, the, the children in chapel are, are of faith. So, of course, they receive it with glad and generous hearts, right? But those um, who consider themselves good apart from Christ, apart from his forgiveness, then say, I have no sins in need of forgiveness. And I've had personal experience with that too. Right? And then this will be fulfilled um, as it is written, they hated me without cause. And by the way, um, they hated me without cause. This comes from a psalm, as often Jesus quotes the psalms, I believe. Um, probably notable Psalm 69. Uh, we heard this on Good Friday. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head; they are mighty who would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully. Though I have stolen nothing, I must restore it. Right? Another Psalm of David. Mm-hmm. So um, the Psalm, though we should—I mean, you should read the whole Psalm if you have an opportunity later. The psalmist is praying for deliverance from those who hate him. Right? Save me, O God! He starts. He prays that the Lord would turn to him according to the multitude of his tender mercies and loving kindness. And then, uh, as the psalm progresses, it's a pretty long psalm, but again, we prayed it on Good Friday. It ties together the work of Jesus' death and resurrection with the cry of the church, Zion, as it said in the, in the psalm, um, as the enemies torment her, that is you. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 20 in particular, though. yeah, Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. No comforter was founded, found for Jesus, right? Or for David, who wrote the psalm. But, but, we're going to hear this tomorrow, there is a comforter for you, right? And that's John's specific term um, for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which we had heard telegraphed earlier in in chapter 14, and then we're going to hear it explicitly. But when the helper, the Holy Spirit, comes is what we're going to hear immediately tomorrow. So um, when Jesus quotes a psalm, remember, you might want to consider the broader, the, the entirety of the psalm, and in this case, you find out that the one who was hated without cause also has no comfort. Uh, but that's different than us, and Jesus is going to respond to that. But you'll have to wait till tomorrow for that. All right? So the world have, which has rejected Jesus will also reject the words that the disciples will preach. Right? As they hated him, they will hate you. The disciples are comforted by the word that as his friends, they still will know the, the Father's full love for the Son because he has raised Jesus from the dead. This full love is shown as Jesus lays down his life for his friends and promises to raise them up as his Father would raise him. The church proclaims the love of the Father to the world, but the world hates the preacher and the church because of the word that is preached. Jesus chose his own disciples by his word, so Jesus still calls stubborn sinners into the church by his word at the font and in the preaching of the gospel. Those who wish to speak of their personal decision or commitment are obscuring the love of Christ, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Um, The word of Christ, where was I? Uh, By relying on their own ability and to save themselves by their own decision. The gospel proclaims that faith is a gift of God that comes by the gracious love of God as he chooses men who are yet sinners and bears fruit through them by his word. It is, as we confess in the third article, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but, as We'll hear the gift of the Comforter. The Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. All right, good. Let's sing our hymn for the week. For me to live is Jesus. It's Christ and Christ alone, right?
1: need to live as Jesus to tie his game are near nearly
0: Collect for the week. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have given us the gift of children who are to be brought up in the training and instruction of the gospel of your Son, give to all Christian fathers and mothers the strength and will to teach the Word of God to their children and to see this responsibility as their most important duty. Deliver them from the temptation to abandon the sacred trust. Grant them faithfulness in their calling as parents, that they might love and care for their children even as you love and care for them in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, grant your grace in Christ to all Christian children that they might honor their parents in spite of their failings and enjoy a long and blessed life according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live together in ordered harmony according to the word of God. For parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Oh, we pray this day in Thanksgiving uh, to God for the for birthdays. Naomi, Lindsay, and Kevin, Naomi, my daughter. Uh, let's see, we pray today with Kaylee celebrating her baptism. Pray for the households of our church, especially uh, Jim, Ray and Susie, Gus and Eileen, Jeff and Julie, Summer, Clarence and Linda. Pray, pray in Thanksgiving um, for the gift of holy matrimony for Aaron and Virginia. Pray for our catechumens. We pray for those ill-receiving treatment or recovering especially Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, Brad, Gus and Eileen, Doug, Lenore, Sandy, Hosea, Emily, Pat, Wade, and Arlene. Pray for our homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially the work of Lutherans for Life, our mission of the month. We intercede um, for the preservation and increase of faith amongst us and for all pastors and hearers. And we continue to pray for the family and friends of Carl, um, who died in the Lord. that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's good to have you with us here this morning for our congregation of prayer guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's word. We'll continue uh, tomorrow morning at nine a.m. and uh, with the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Beautiful, uh, what a gift! Uh, also, we'll have uh, not divine service this evening, but uh, responsive prayer number two from Lutheran Service Book. Um, it's a one of the most easily led uh, prayer offices uh, intended not just for pastors. Um, but actually intended um, for laity. So in the occasion where uh, a, lay, a layman is going to lead um, his family in prayer, for example, or in this case, the congregation in prayer. Um, tonight, Don's going to lead you all in prayer. Um, he's got the service, and uh, he'll read a, um, a sermon that I prepared for him. And um, and of course, here are, the, here are the readings. For Easter Wednesday, so it's that famous story with the uh, Jesus eating food by, uh, you know, by the Sea of Galilee, and they bring in the miraculous catch of fish, 153, right? Not a lot of detail there, but uh, maybe someday we'll go into some more detail about that part. Um, We're going to talk about vocation tonight, vocation. All right, and Don will share that with you. So, um, Lord be with you, and keep you safe, and we'll see you again in the morning.